Hello, my witchy friends, and welcome to episode number eight of the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. Thank you for being here today. I am so excited to have you join me as I chat about your witchy holiday gift giving and gift asking guide. So I'm going to chat about, in just a few minutes, uh, great gifts that you can give to your witchy friends or even ask for if you're in or out of the broom closet. So stay tuned for that because before I get into that, I want to share with you what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So to be perfectly honest, there are a number of things that are currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy, so it's kind of hard to narrow it down. Um, This week has been a lot of coziness with just the weather. It is obviously winter. I'm in northern Pennsylvania, and so we have snow, and today is our first real snowfall, so that makes me feel super comfy and cozy as I spent um, part of the day, most of the day, inside, um, snuggled up under a blanket, reading some magazines that I found, actually from when we moved into our house last year. I found the jackpot stash of holiday magazines, cooking magazines, which I'm going to dig through and find some recipes for this Yule season and beyond into, you know, the darker months. Um, And then I spent some time outside. My son begged me to come outside. I shouldn't say begged. He asked me to come outside and play with him in the snow. So I went sledding, (laughs) something I hadn't done in a long time. Uh, We did snowball fights and kind of like wrestled in the snow, which was really fun, more so than I expected it to be. I was all about staying inside, being warm, having the fireplace lit, but I am so glad that he asked me to go outside with him because it was a lot of fun. Sometimes I think we forget to be kids again, and here I am, you know, in my mid-30s, and I think we get, like, so serious with life and so busy with the everyday life of being an adult that we just forget to have fun. And as easy as it was just to say, okay, dude, go outside, play on your own. I'll keep an eye on you from the window while I have my my tea or my hot chocolate and read my magazines. It's still nice to get out there and and just be a kid and have fun and be frivolous for a little while. So that's making me feel cozy, but what I really wanted to chat about um, that is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy is the book I am currently reading, and I will link the book in the show notes. Thank you to Kaylee. A listener messaged me and asked me if I wouldn't mind um, writing the names of books I recommend and, and resources I recommend in the show notes, so I'm going to start doing that if I remember, and if I don't, just reach out on social media and remind me. But the book that I'm reading right now that I really would recommend is called Yoga for Witches. And it's written by Sarah Robinson. And I was first turned on to this book because I listened to Sarah Robinson's meditations through Insight Timer. She has some beautiful meditations that I enjoy doing. My favorite one is called Wake the Witches. And it's just, you know, waking up to to your innate power as a witch and the magic inside of you. And it is a meditation I do at least once a week. And so when I saw that she had written a book about yoga and witchcraft, I was super excited because 
as you know, part of my morning routine is mindful movement, is doing yoga and specifically asanas in yoga, and then also meditation, which is part of yoga as well. So I'm really enjoying this book. I have to admit, I'm only about a quarter of the way in, maybe 70 pages, I can't quite remember, but I am enjoying it. It is a comprehensive overview of both yoga and witchcraft, and then how those two things kind of meld together and feed off of each other and can complement one another, and how they're so intertwined, and their history even and past is so intertwined as well. And so I'm really enjoying the read. She has it broken down into chapters. And I thought I grabbed the book and had it right here, but obviously I don't. Let me grab that quickly. And I will chat with you about the different chapters. All right, I have the book here now. I realized I set it down in the kitchen when I was on my way into my office after uh, throwing all of my stuff in the dryer from playing outside in the snow. So I had to grab it quickly. But I, I want to talk about, you know, how this is broken down um, or broken up. First off, Yoga for Witches explores a new kind of journey connecting two powerful spiritual disciplines with enchanting effects. I just love that. Witchcraft and yoga share many similarities that are explored in combination in this groundbreaking new title from Sarah Robinson, certified yoga instructor and experienced witch. And I love that. I love that she has been a yoga instructor for many years and she has practiced witchcraft and she has been a witch for many years as well. And it's not, you don't have a yoga practitioner writing about witchcraft or vice versa without that experience. Like she has both life experience is, so I like that. So in this book, she shares exercises, um, poses, and knowledge that you need to connect to your own special magic and your own inner power. And she explores how ancient um, yogis sought out magic Uh, weaves magic through spells, mantra, meditation, and yoga practice. Um, In it, you can discover some of the goddesses and gods of yogic and witch culture and how they collide and like correspond to each other, which that section is really fascinating. And I like how she has goddesses all throughout this book as well. Um, You also learn how to connect to the power of the sun, moon, and earth through witchcraft and yoga and then exploring the magic of chakras and how that has, how chakras have kind of evolved over time, starting, you know, with yoga practices and Reiki and then moving into witchcraft as well. So I'm really, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, The opening, I love how she shares her own journey as well. And she talks about, you know, she separates in each chapter yoga from witchcraft. So she has a section about yoga. So for example, um, grounding is her one chapter. So grounding through yoga. And then she talks about grounding through witchcraft and then joining the two together and how they balance each other out and how they supplement one another. So some of the chapters are on energy magic, grounding, as I said, meditation magic, magic on the mat, magic words, so mantras and affirmations, daily magic, weaving it into the everyday, which is obviously what I love. Um, Animal magic, moon magic, sun magic, earth magic, ritual and celebration, and then spreading the magic. And she does have, you know, poses all throughout 
She also discusses the Sabbaths in this book as well, making an altar. She discusses casting a circle. So I love that it. she really has a nice comprehensive overview of both practices, both witchcraft and yoga. So I have been enjoying this every night this week. Um, and I've been reading it with my tea. I've been having peppermint tea in the evenings. Um, so I have my peppermint tea. I sit on my chair. Usually my boys are watching TV or playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> and I'm in the living room with them, reading my book, sipping on my tea under the blanket, fireplaces going. So it has been super comfy, cozy, and then witchy through reading this book. So yoga for witches. That is currently what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So before I go into the main topic, which is your holiday gift giving guide, your witchy gift giving guide, I just wanted to say a quick word about sponsorships. A few people have contacted me and um, companies have contacted me about, you know, sponsoring an episode or episodes um, and I could talk about, you know, their products. And I just want to quickly talk about sponsorship because some of you listening maybe, you know, may want to know this information. I, this will be my first sponsored episode, which I'm very excited about. And I want to work with people and with brands that A, resonate with me, that I connect with, and that I 100% am on board and behind their product or products. And so, you know, when I'm approached to do sponsorships, I take it very seriously. And I just want you to know that. And I think you all, you know, you've listened, listened to me for enough episodes, you know, a little bit about me and where I am with my practice and the things that I use and the way that I work. (laughs) And I'm, I get very hesitant about, uh, sponsorship and, you know, money stuff like that is not that is not me and that the money energy. um, It's hard for me to ask for money or it's hard for me to talk about my businesses. I just feel weird. I've never been a person who is like kind of pushy and wants to push anything. So that translates into working and talking about other brands that I love. I'm I will only accept sponsorships and talk to you about things that I have tried myself, things that I support fully, um, and things that I use in my practice. So that being said, (laughs) um, I do want to shout out someone who is sponsoring this episode. And this, this business is Celestial Shell. And Michelle, the owner of Celestial Shell, she hand sews and makes altar cloths and witchy, even face masks and witchy book sleeves to put your book of shadows or any books that you're reading, your journals. She and she makes these gorgeous tarot wraps, <laughs> so tarot wraps as well. And um, so I just thank her so much for sponsoring this episode. I have two of her altar cloths. One is coming in the mail right now. The other one I have as my Yule altar cloth and it's um, reversible and just beautiful. And she also has sent me um, a tarot tarot wrap 
And she sent my son, which is so sweet, a book sleeve and also his own wrap for his oracle cards. I don't know if I've talked about talked about my son's oracle cards on here, but he has an animal deck that he pulls from every morning. Um, and so it's celestialshell.com, S-E-A-L-E-S-T-I-A-L-S-H-E-L.com. And, you know, support her, check out, check out her products, check out what she has to offer. I think there are a number of you who would like what she's doing. Um, She's a small woman run business, which I love supporting. And, you know, she has donated her time and her items even to my, my Fit Witch Challenge as the prizes for the Fit Witch Challenge. So she has just been really great to work with. And yeah, so thank you, Celestial Shell, for sponsoring this episode. So now let's move on. Let's talk about the main topic, which is your Yule Giving Witchy Gift Guide. Which gift gift giving guide? <laughs> Look at me, I'm getting tongue-tied thinking about this. So I wanted to break this down into three parts. First, I want to talk about items to ask for or give a witch who is out of the broom closet or items to ask for if you are completely out of the broom closet. Um, The second thing is if you're still in the broom closet or just out to a couple of people, some things you can ask for that you can use in your craft that don't seem very witchy whenever you're giving your list to somebody else. And then the third category I want to talk about would be unique gifts. So interesting, unique gifts that you don't see every day for that witchy person in your life. Or even if you want to buy a witchy gift for yourself, here are some ideas. So let's start with, I think the easiest, which is witch goodies, witch presents for somebody who is completely out of the broom closet. So you're always good with asking or giving tarot oracle cards, especially if you are a divination witch or a witch who uses tarot and oracle decks. Um, Any divination tools too. Pendulums um, would be good to ask for. Runes. So again, any of those items. Books are always great to buy a witch who is out of the broom closet. There are new witchy books that are releasing almost every day through some of your bigger publishers like Llewellyn um, and through, and oh, why can't I think of the other one off the top of my head? There's another one I was thinking of, Widener, my, or even independently published witchy books or small press witchy books. There are so many out there that are releasing. I know I've mentioned a number on my podcast. If, if you don't have your Sabbath's Almanac or you know of a witch who doesn't have the Sabbath's Almanac, that's a really great witchy gift to get somebody if you're looking for a nice little book. Any altar tools? So altar tools, I mean, are pretty blatantly witchy. Um, so if you, you know, you've been wanting that athame, or maybe you've been eyeing a cast iron cauldron with with some sort of symbol, symbology on it, then that would be something good to ask for or give a witchy tapestry to hang behind your altar. 
um, you know, with with the a pentacle or maybe the triple moon goddess, um, anything witchy in that respect. Incense and incense can really fall under the in the broom closet witchiness too. You can ask for incense because people use incense who are witches and not. <laughs> um, but incense is always something good to think about. Of course, crystals and gemstones that might correspond to something that you're working on. If there is a specific type of spell work that you want to work on, asking for something in that that category, that spell category. So if you want to do a lot of, you know, love work or work on relationships and friendships, there are specific colored candles that you can ask for or crystals you can ask for, or even books. Like there are books just on love spells. Or if you want to work with moon magic, there are books and items that just correspond to moon magic. Some other neat things would be um, even singing, a singing bowl. Because that's something not every witch has, and it's nice to have um, for your meditation, for your altar space. So yeah, all of these things um, that I think would work for any witch who is out of the broom closet. And there are so there are so many more. I know I'm missing so many. Um, and then you're going to hear more in the other categories that you can use for those witches who are fully out of the broom closet as well. So I want to chat now about things that you can ask for or give witches who are in the broom closet still or partway in the broom closet. Um, so this is even if somebody, a family member, let's say, comes to you. And for me, it would be maybe my dad who doesn't know I'm a witch. Um, if he came to me and said, hey, what what do you want for the holiday? Um, I might tell him these things. And these items are items that you can use in your witchcraft, you can use in your practice, but don't come across as too witchy to people that you don't want to know <laughs> that you're a witch. So gemstone jewelry, uh, if you could, you could specifically say, you know, oh, you know, I'd really, I love the color purple. I'd really love an amethyst pendant or an amethyst ring. And in your mind, you know that that might, you know, you might be doing some intuitive third eye chakra work. Um, so yeah, any gemstone, jewelry, rose quartz, uh, black obsidian for protection. They don't have to know that you're using them in your craft. You're just asking for jewelry with authentic gemstones. Some other ideas would be teas and herbs. So everybody drinks tea. Muggles and witches alike like tea. So asking people for tea or herbs is something um, you could easily you could easily ask for that doesn't scream hello I'm a witch <laughs> cookbooks and not necessarily you know kitchen witchery cookbooks but any cookbook because you can take those recipes and adapt them and add elements of kitchen witchery to them so cookbooks are always good things to ask for herb books so books on herbs or even aromatherapy because many books about herbs also have the medicinal and magical correspondences in them. So if you're still in the broom closet, asking for an herb book does not scream witch at all, or a book about gardening, same thing. Um, some affirmation cards. So, you know, I talked about in the other segment, oracle cards and tarot cards, which do lean more toward 
the metaphysical witchy side, but affirmation cards too would be something that you could ask for that doesn't scream witch. Candles, candles in all sizes and in all colors. Everybody loves candles, not everybody, but a lot of people love candles. And you can even be color specific if you're if you want to do more magic with abundance. You know, you want to use some green candles. You can be specific and ask people, oh, you know, I'd really like some candles. I don't have many that are green, maybe some green candles. And again, that's not screaming, I'm using this in my witchcraft. <laughs> trinket dishes. So little trinket dishes and jewelry dishes are dishes that you could easily use on your altar to hold gemstones, to hold some of your other witchy goodies. So trinket dishes are always great things to ask for. Um, crystals, you can ask for crystals and other gemstones. And, you know, it doesn't have to come off witchy because a lot of people just enjoy crystals. And I think even now more so people enjoy crystals. So that's something that you could easily ask for. Um from somebody who you don't want to know that you're a witch. Bath salts and bathing goods. So any bath salts that you get, you could turn into ritual bath salts. Any body scrubs that you ask for, when you get them, you can make them ritual scrubs um, and do rituals with them without people knowing that that's what you're using them for. So asking for bath salts or body scrubs journals, notebooks. These are other great items that you can ask for that don't scream, I'm a witch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, journals. And I don't know about you, I collect. I have so many journals, so many journals, so many empty, so many half full journals, so many that are full. So people who know and don't know uh, about me would get me journals or I could ask them for journals and they would think nothing of it. So those are all items that you can get or ask for if you are still in the broom closet or partway in the broom closet. And again, there are so many more. Like I'm thinking um, altar boxes, cute little boxes, trinket boxes that you could use, uh, mortar and pestle. So for, you know, crushing and grinding your herbs and um, crushing and grinding things to maybe put in spell bottles. A mortar and pestle is something that a lot of people just simply have in their kitchens. So you could ask for that and nobody needs to know that you're using that in your magic. So there are just so many things. Um, and again, there are so many more. So if you come up with other ideas, you know, message me or even comment, send me a DM or comment on Instagram all these ideas in the Facebook group. I know that there are so many out there and I'm only touching upon um, a small number of them. So now I want to move into some unique witchy gifts for your witchy friends or if you are out of the broom closet, things that you can ask for that that not every witch would have. The other things, you know, most a lot of witches have in their altar space and their sacred space. But here are some other ideas that are a little more fun and quirky and unique and some personal in nature. So the first one, and I mentioned this in last week's episode when I talked about tea magic, is anything related to tassiography and your own tassiography um, cup and saucer. 
or, you know, giving one to a witchy friend. I think this is a really unique gift. And yes, you can read tea leaves in any any mugs or any cups, any teacups that you want, but there are specific teacups that you can purchase to help you read your tea leaves. And so this is a really unique gift and something fascinating um, if you get something that is specific to reading tea leaves or reading coffee grounds. Or, you know, getting that witchy friend a really pretty antique set of a cup and saucer or even a teapot, a cup and saucer, a nice little set that's a little more personal in nature. Um, Another idea that is unique would be a birth chart. So if you can find, let's say you have a witchy friend and you can get their birth date, where they were born, their exact time, and get their natal chart read. And if you could get their birth chart made up for them, maybe frame it. You know, these are inexpensive ideas too. Get that printed out, frame it, give it to your witchy friend. It's really neat to have your birth charts and to be able to look at that. And, you know, they can put that in their altar space or in their sacred space and, you know, look at it. And they're not only reminded of you, but, you know, it shows that you have that little personal connection. So I really like that one. If you or a witchy friend works with a specific deity, the same thing. You could find a really beautiful print or a hand-painted drawing of that deity that they work with and get it framed so they can have it in their altar space, their sacred space. That's just a little personal touch that you can can put to gift-giving. Uh, DIY spell bottles. If you know you have a friend who is going through a rough time and let's say in the relationship department, you could create a spell bottle specifically for them. So do your research, find out what herbs would best correspond with that intention and what gemstones would best correspond with that intention and what oils would and create a spell jar, you know, and then seal it off with the wax of a corresponding colored candle. That's really a personal gift. And then maybe you can even create a ritual around that for yourself or for that person. Um, Some other ideas would be some witches runes, or, you know, even Elder Futhark or the Younger Futhark runes, Um, but some ones that aren't mass marketed or mass produced, maybe some that are handmade. Another idea would be some prints, some witchy prints that you can buy from Etsy shops. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I'm a huge fan of Terry Foss, Terry Ann Foss. She hand paints and watercolors, gorgeous witchy prints. And most of them are outside based on the moon and lunar energy and animals and earth energy. And she depicts witches and they are just so gorgeous. And some of them can be very personal in nature. So that would be a really nice gift to give to your witchy friends. And then another idea, and a lot of these are going back to artwork um, and something that can be hung in in an altar space or in a sacred space, sacred room. The next one is a witchy illustration. So there are many different artists who are taking 
your portrait or a picture of yourself or a picture of a friend and turning it into a witchy print or a witchy portrait. And I've seen a couple sites do this and I can't think off the top of my head. And when I do, I can always post them to the show notes. But if you got a picture of a friend and then got that picture turned into like a cute witchy print, I think that's a really fun gift. And again, that is um, personal in nature. So those are just a few unique witchy gift ideas. Again, there are so many out there and I feel like I'm only brushing the surface, but I'm hoping that some of these ideas might resonate with some of you, um, even if they're everyday things or more personal, unique ideas. I'm just hoping that you can get some good ideas out of this episode. So yeah, though those those are my three categories, unique gifts, witchy gifts if you're out of the broom closet, and witchy gifts if you are in the broom closet that are witchy but don't sound too witchy if you don't want to reveal, you know, yourself. So I hope that you got some good ideas. Let's move on to the card of the week, the card of the episode. Okay, so moving on to the card of the episode. So let's see here. I'm going to pull from my Crystallary deck, which is by Maya Toll. I love her deck and guidebook. It's beautiful. All right, so here we go. We have, ooh, Smoky Quartz, which is one of my favorite crystals, one of my favorite gem, gemstones. And immediately when I think about smoky quartz, I think about grounding and protection. Those are the two things that immediately come to mind. Smoky quartz. So let's see a little bit about um, what the book has to say about smoky quartz. I am the ground beneath your feet, smoky quartz whispers. Oh, I love that. I am the hollow in the earth and a cradle to rest in. I still the noise and ease the pain. I am the grandmother who sings you to sleep and sweetens your dreams. I am the foundation on which to place the first stones. I am the place you go when all other places are wrong and rough and your world feels unrecognizable. I am truth. I am earth. I am solid. I am stable. I am home. It's okay. You can let go now. Smoky Quartz is a hug and a cup of tea. I love it. A place to fall apart so you can put yourself back together and be strong in the world. So first off, lovely, lovely words. And you know what I said immediately when I saw the card, what pops into my head is grounding, safety, being comforted, being protected. Oh, wow. That is just a lovely pool. And let me see if there's anything else I want to chat about when it comes to Smoky Quartz. You know, Smoky Quartz knows that to maintain your strength and integrity, you need a safe space to fall apart. You become resilient, not by ignoring what pains you, but by facing it, by feeling it, and by letting it flow away. So, you know, it's a great stone for protection And for safety, it's also great to have around if you're doing any shadow work. And this is the time of year, you know, the cold part of the year, the dark months, if you are starting to explore your shadow side and digging in and doing some of that work, Smoky Quartz is a really nice um, gemstone to have around for you. So in the evening, 
find a safe place where you can allow the feelings you've stifled during the day or over the past weeks or months um, where you can allow them to surface. And, you know, those feelings that might be something small or petty, an annoyance at at somebody at work or even in your household, um, anger at the person who cut you off in traffic or didn't put their turn signal on, <laughs> um, but whatever your emotions are, whatever was upsetting to you, things that feelings that you kind of push down over the course of the day, you know, sit with the smoky quartz and write those things down. Write down your anger, write down your disappointment, write down any fear um, so you can sit with it for a little while. And then when you have that written down in front of you, choose how you might want to release it. Um, you can bury those things if you you know you've written them down on paper. You can burn them and turn it into a burning ritual. Give it a, a shake, you know, like a like a leaf, like you're shaking, you know, a leaf after um, to get like rainwater off of it, you know, and envision those things falling away. It's it's a way to kind of release those aggravations from the day, and then allow you to get a sound night's sleep and some rest and calm. So yeah, the smoky courts, and it's all about feeling safe, having a space in your life where you feel safe. And, you know, having a space like that is necessary. So you can relax, you can unwind and, and move out of that fight or flight mode. Um, and into the mode of being a little bit more calm and mindful. So yeah, I like this one. I like the smoky courts. And I think eventually I'll probably do an episode I don't know about smoky quartz or maybe about protective and grounding stones. Um, Smoky quartz is one that I've worked with before and that I keep on my altar year round. I think you probably have all seen my, I have a a little short stumpy smoky quartz tower (laughs) that I keep, I keep on my altar and you probably have seen it before in some of my reels or on my Instagram page, but that is the card of the week. So I want to thank you for joining me for episode eight. I cannot believe I'm already um, at episode eight. That means I've been doing my podcast for two months now. And it's amazing to think back to my first episode and how anxious and nervous I was to now. I'm still a little bit nervous, not going to lie, every time I record, but I find it getting a little bit easier with each episode. And um, I'm not quite as nervous. I get more excited to record and chat about these these awesome topics with you all. So I do hope that you got something out of this episode. Um, and I do want to say thank you. I have another review on Apple Podcast from Peacefire02. I don't know exactly who you are. So if you want to reach out and let me know on Instagram so I can say a proper thank you, that would be awesome. But thank you for your kind words. I'm up to 16 ratings. So if you are enjoying uh, Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast and you like what I'm doing here, please, please feel free to rate, review, follow. The more people that do that, the better for the the big podcast algorithms, it can get out to more people. And I can share, you know, these fun witchy things with more of you. So thank you. And if you want to know other ways that you can support me if you enjoy what I'm doing, again, other than liking and following and um, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, check out my Etsy shop, my Comfy Cozy Apothecary 
Or also you can check out my other witchy endeavor, which is the Fit Witch Challenge. The next challenge will be beginning on December 21st on Yule, actually. And it's 21 days of um, witchy wellness and challenges corresponding to the elements to help kind of keep a nice witchy balance in your life. So you can feel free to check that out as well. So again, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you all. Keep sending me. I love your comments, your messages. Truly, anytime somebody gives me encouragement, it really makes my day and makes me realize that, you know, I'm I'm on this path for the right reason and I'm doing this for the right reasons because um, I'm enjoying it so much and I'm getting a lot out of it and I'm hoping that you are as well. So until next episode, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.